The Mandela Washington Fellows are a pool of 700 young civic leaders from sub-Saharan Africa. The Fellows were chosen for their outstanding work in their communities. They travel to universities across the U.S. to attend leadership institutes funded by the U.S. Department of State. Indiana University hosted 25 of this year's Fellows. Three of them were able to come in and speak with me about their leadership backgrounds and their time in the States. Jackie Bomboma is the founder of the Young Strong Mothers Foundation, which she founded to empower young mothers and girls in her community. So then what kind of work does the Young Strong Mothers Foundation do with these young mothers? Um, actually, the first thing that we do um, is registering the teenage mothers. Be uh, they come to our office. At first, we used to look for them, in, like to find them, because they are, like, they are shy and they, they don't trust people because most of people just shun them away. So, um, But after seeing the result from other uh, other girls, now they see like this is a safe place for them to come and find solution. It's a home of hope. I always call it a home of hope, solution, and inspiration for the teenage mothers. So what I first do is um, I connect them with uh, mental health uh, support because most of them they are because of what they are going through like the sexual abuse also like the trauma that they went through being pregnant at a young age and also the discrimination that they face they always have problems like a psychological problem so that is the first step because you even if that uh, if you support these young mothers without fa going through that first step of counseling and motivation and also psychological talk they always don't stand strong So the fa that is the first step. And then the second step is finding what they want, what are their talents or what were their dreams and how can we rebuild their dreams or how can we channel to another dream which can be suitable for them. So we always have like uh, three options. The first one is education empowerment, which goes to for, uh, we focus mainly on vocation training centers because uh, it's very expensive to take them to private school because they are not allowed to enroll in any government school, which are the public schools. So to uh, for those one who want to become doctors or nurses, those professional jobs, it's like their dreams end there because um, the organization still can't stand to pay for their tuition fee in private schools. So we focus mainly in vocation training schools whereby they learn various skills uh, like uh, building, electricity, and other skills. And then also if we train them on uh, economic and business skills whereby we focus mainly in handmade products, how to make products, different products so that they can have their own businesses or they can be employed in the companies. And then we have personal development. Personal development is more of life skills education whereby we empower them in a different topics like uh, gender-based violence, human rights, women's rights, and also leadership skills. So all that package, it goes under personal development so that they can have self-esteem, they can have self-awareness, they can be self-awareness, and also they can be aware of other opportunities and also other issues which are hindering their opportunities or maybe way forward. And Zani Zani is a journalism student and the host of the Hijabi Journalist Show on YouTube. So just could you explain a little bit how you like to use journalism as a tool for activism? 
Um, well, personally for me, I am very passionate about using the power of communication to create awareness and to create a transformative social change. So when I started my YouTube channel, it was basically to as a source of information because I feel the main reason as to why my community is not <coughs> empowered is because of lack of knowledge and lack of, of awareness of the opportunities that are around us, especially women, because education... Unfortunately, in my community, um, according to our culture, it's not important for a woman. So we lack the zeal and the determination to look for education. What we do, basically, you just go to school, learn what you're taught, and that's just it. No one reads a book when they go home. So what I wanted to do was to raise awareness of how important knowledge is. So what I was doing with my YouTube channel, I would invite different women from different cultures to come and talk about their growth, um, the challenges they faced. It was mainly um, a source of inspiration. So I did take a break from my YouTube channel, if you took a look at it, but <clears throat> that's because my main target then was women, right? But during, as I was growing up, as I was growing older, I realized I wanted to target both audiences. And I felt I want to create more than just sitting. For me, I didn't want to just sit and just talk to people. I wanted to be more in the field. So what will be next on the in the hijabi journalist show you will be seeing documentaries of us going to the field to talking to these women because you know as much as i will see it on my youtube channel and talk the only people who would access that are people who have access to the internet this means the village women who i really want to reach cannot access that so what i'll be doing is i will be accessing them individually and letting my audience see what i'm doing so basically it's more of using the power of communication to raise awareness on human rights, social justice, and everything that affects us. And Zanny says she is now focusing on her political aspirations. During the beginning of this year, I participated in a, in a reality TV show, Miss President Kenya, which is a first, um, a first reality TV show that featured women leaders and was mostly concerned on um, focusing on strengthening or highlighting the different women leadership capacities in Kenya. And out of 1,010 applicants, I was among the 450 who attended the first audition, after which they selected 70 people to join the academy. I was still one of the 70 people. And I went, um, I took part in the competition until I reached um, 20. So for me, that was a big step because I was competing against women who have been in leadership for so long, who are way older than me. I was actually one of the youngest participants. So it really informed my decision because I know I reached there because people believed in me, the public believed in me, the judges believed in me. And uh, ever since then, everyone calls me Miss President. Every time I'm walking around in my community or I will be walking in a mall and people will be like, hey, Miss President, and it will be so amazing. And everyone is asking me, you should join politics. Why are you not joining politics? You are such an amazing leader. We love how you communicate to your public, to your audience. So I was like, why not? I, I would love to join politics someday. I'm still thinking about it, but it may definitely happen. Angela Ochubaye is a radio talk show host and the founder of a company that translates audio into various Nigerian languages.
Can you just tell us a bit about the sort of programming you do, including your flagship show, uh, which is Jayla's Clinic? Yeah. Okay, so um, I do two shows on WeFM 106.3, and uh, the first is called The Conversation. And The Conversation is about real-life issues affecting you and I, and we speak about those issues from the human interest angle. I'm usually with uh, three to five guests uh, on a daily basis, and it's a live show where the public can call in and interact. Uh, it's about two and a half hours. And then there is the uh, other show, which is called Jayla's last clinic that's my flagship show uh, so jella comes from the from the name well my name is angela so it's like jella's clinic and um the clinic is supposed to be it is uh, a life clinic that's l-i-f-e and it's a show where um I came up with the concept by um, getting different experts in various fields. So I presently have about 23 experts who have committed to being um, Jellas Clinic doctors. Yeah, since it's like a clinic. So we give them the brand name JCD, which is so you you could have JCD Zani, JCD um, um, Jackie. Jackie, depending on the field that they are in. So I've got medical doctors, I've got, um, I call them medical doctors, financial doctors, live doctors, all kinds of them who commit to sit in with me uh, so that I can open up the phone lines for the public to call in asking questions that have to do with their lives. We have a culture of silence in Nigeria where people go through a whole lot of stuff and they're not able to express themselves or talk to anybody or go and meet someone to say these are the issues I'm having. So they would rather keep quiet and go through life um, and not necessarily having a fulfilled life. So I said, how can I create a show that would get people comfortable enough to call? And radio is powerful, as I'm sure you know that. Uh, for, for people to call in and have access to this expert and just ask and re- reflect inwards and ask <coughs> that particular question. The slogan for the show is the shortest distance to your so the shortest distance to your answer is asking. So I just give people that confidence. Just ask that question. So when the question is asked, the experts and I question them further. And, and I like to call it the, um, I call it like the diagnosis process. So we understand where the person is coming from. Then right after that, we um, now deliberate amongst ourselves in the house. And there's sometimes always this, you know, um, argument as to you know this is you know this is what I think this is what this person should do and you know uh, so we come up with um, the medication that we give to this um, uh, to this client so we call it we're either giving you uh, advice suggestions we're getting you to see things from a different perspective insight into your question if we cannot deal with your question on air we will refer you <coughs> to an expert of air so it became this show where the public I mean a lot of people would sit down and say are you kidding me is this what's happening in this person's life are you serious and then we're given workable solution and the only way we allowed people and what also made the show very good was the fact that we allowed these guys who we gave solutions to to call in back on the show a week later to say you know angela what you said to us you know it worked it didn't work um this advice you know we, we were big on feedback tell us how what we told you to do was working you know in your life so um and then it also helped me understand what was happening in the public 
So I got to see the questions that people were asking regarding their lives, which um, informed me on a particular show that I would want to look at in detail on the conversation, which was another show, right? So I would take that matter to say, you know, a lot of people are talking about this, maybe, for example, suicide issue. Guys, we need to talk about this because it's affecting everybody in Abuja right now and, and all of that. So that was what made uh, the show very very popular and at least we were reaching out uh, to people in my community. The fellows were able to get out of the classroom and into the community during their institute at IU. The most impressive part for Nzani was the resources she learned about during her day volunteering at the Middle Way House in Bloomington. I visited the Middle Way House which is just a down the street and uh, they harbor women who have been victims of domestic violence not women only and uh, what I really realized they literally do we are literally on the same line of work when it comes to domestic violence gender-based violence sexual assault and it was really an amazing experience because it wasn't more about it was more of us sitting down and talking about the different experiences we are facing in our different countries. And you know what I got to learn is that most of these issues are the same. The difference is just based on how we handle it. Mm-hmm. And the most important thing I learned from them is um, their, their slogan, which is, we believe survivors. Because I feel like that is the biggest struggle, explaining to somebody and them believing you. So... Which is also a big problem in my community because a lot of women don't want to come out on on yeah. these situations because no one will believe you. Yeah. You know, like um, for example, if somebody sexually assaulted me, the first question somebody would ask me is, uh, "Were you drunk? Yeah. What were you wearing?" Are you a virgin? How does that even matter? You know, and these are questions we should be talking about and we Mm. should be discussing. And we even learned in some countries like Sao Tome Principe, Mm -hmm. um, apparently verbal abuse is actually illegal in the country. So we're getting, I I got to understand different perspectives and also on the aspect of helping women get back up. Middle Warehouse actually provides them with shelter. Like you can live in the houses for like two years. Oh my and goodness, I know, that's like amazing. I know, right? It gives you an opportunity to grow and you know not run back to mm. to your perpetrator or whatever. You you have an opportunity to grow and just build on yourself awesome. and work on moving on. So I feel I it really impacted me a lot. Angela said she enjoyed an outing to an American farm home. Would like to say thank you to the Miller's family. Yes. Now, I don't know if they will ever get to listen, <laughs> yeah. but they took us, all of us, that's the 25 of us here at Indiana University, to their farm. And we had, like, I cried. <laughs> <laughs> She cries all the time. No, that's not true. You also cries. It was just beautiful. We got, like, that was a great cultural experience, you know, for me going to, like, a regular American family farm. We went on the tractor. They took us around. We... We saw the, 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 the cattle. It was just beautiful. We ate different kinds of food that we had never had before. Because they specifically asked us, what do you want to try that you've not tried before? I mean, I had mac and cheese. It was really great. <laughs> I had cornbread. It's like, ah, now I see why you guys are so big. And <laughs> Zanny and Jackie say they're thankful for the opportunities they've had during the fellowship. And they're excited to bring what they've learned back home. 
I've been learning so many things, which has really helped me as Jackie as individual and also as Jackie as the founder and the CEO of Young Strong Mothers Foundation. I've been meeting with incredible people who have been giving me advice, courage, uh, inspire, inspiration words and also motivation words. People who believe in what I'm doing. So all those things that they are going to help me when I go back home to figure out what other, th which other step, how can I start what I've been learning from here to grow myself as Jackie and also to grow the organization so that I can meet the vision that I'm planning to have. Um, okay, so for me, I will just... I appreciate the fellowship. I appreciate the staff. They've been amazing to us and all the opportunities they have given us while we are here. Mm -hmm. It's been amazing. I feel like this has been a great opportunity for me because I'm very young and mm -hmm. I have... You're not that young, Danny. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like a little bit younger. <laughs> I'm a little bit younger. So I feel I've really grown and I've really matured in terms of my thinking capacities. I've found mentors within my own fellows mm -hmm. i have an accountability partner right here it's it's been amazing it's been an amazing journey and as much as the program has been very intense i really can't wait to go back home and implement all this great stuff that i have learned it's been amazing the fellows spent six weeks at indiana university's mandela washington fellows leadership institute this is the fourth year iu has hosted fellows for wfhb i'm macy evans